Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We are now on page Kuf Lamedalid. We start Perik Vav, and the topic is Kabbalah's Shabbos. So the first subsection in Kabbalah Shabbos is entitled Two Levels of Ascent in Recognizing Hashem. So the author continues, says, Now as the Shabbos is entering, so first we have to bring in to us the Kedusha of Shabbos that elevates us. And this elevation has two parts. One part is called that our souls are elevating. And it is clarified to us in our brains, in our hearts, the utmost clarity of the greatness of the reality of Hashem. And we merit such a very high level. We succeed to understand and to feel the greatness of Hashem. And we comprehend more of the essence of Hashem to recognize His greatness and His reality. Now, of course, in footnote Kuf Yeralf, it tells us right away, a person can never really comprehend Hashem's essence, as it says in Sefer Shmos, no one can see Hashem and live. But still in all, Hashem opens up a little bit for every Jew and gives them a little bit of comprehension according to His ability, just as the Jews at the Sea of Reeds said, Zek Keli Van Veo, this is my God, and I will beautify him, that they're able to point with their fingers, so to speak, that they had, according to their level, they were able to achieve certain type of clarity. And so it will be in the end of days, where it says in Yeshaya, Behold, this God is the one that we were hoping for, Megillah and Ismacha, we will rejoice and be happy with that. So there is, whatever our levels are, we can understand that. That's one chilek. The second chilek is that which is revealed to us of Hashem's kingdom in the world. They're able to see and to sense within the creation the light of Hashem that gives light to us. And we succeed to live more and to feel more with the conduct of Hashem, that His conduct is touching every single thing in this world and to comprehend that his kingdom rules over everything. Okay, so what does all this mean? There's two types, two points to recognizing Hashem. One is the essential recognition there's a God and the essential understanding of his greatness and his loftiness is in unity. And that comes from us, our ability to understand. And besides that, there's a second part that we will succeed to see and reveal the kingdom of Hashem and his conduct within the creation and to see how he is revealed to the creatures and to feel his conduct and his kingdom in action, how he is revealed to us in this world. Okay, now footnote Kuf Yud Beis tells us that this is really, if you understand things a little bit deeper, Al-Pikabalah, these points, is really the aspects of Kutchabrihu, the Holy One, blessed be He, and the Shekhinah, and the Divine Presence. Because when we say, we know that Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad, Hashem is one, His name is one, but He's revealed in different ways. 
and therefore Kutcher Brihu, the the Holy One, blessed be He, that's called to represent Hashem being revealed to us in terms of His essence, what we can grasp of Hashem, to grasp that supernal power of Hashem, that's all in our mind, what we can comprehend. That's Kutcherichu. That exists, and we can comprehend that existence, although that's way beyond what we can really ever see and touch. The Shechina is the revelation of Hashem, how He is revealed within the creation. And therefore, Kutcherichu in mystically is called the Ze'er Anpin, the small face. Why is it called a small face? Because we really have no grasp of the infinite the way he truly is, but only according to what our minds can comprehend. And he reveals himself to us in a way, so to speak, that Hashem makes himself small, and whatever we can understand is suited to our small understandings what we're able to grasp. Okay? And any addition we get to that, that still is called the Ze'er Anpim, we're going up a little bit uh, more, but uh, maybe get a little bit more, uh, and maybe more a little bit more of that. However, the Shechina HaKedosha, that's the concept of the revelation of Hashem within the creatures, whether it's in the creation itself, or the way he conducts himself, and there's lots of levels of that comprehension, and when that gets elevated, the world gets purified. They're able to see the light of Hashem and the hand of Hashem and everything. And that's called the Shechina is elevating. That we get an elevated sense of comprehension of Hashem's part that reveals himself within cre- creation. Okay, so that's the Kuchabricho aspect and the Shechina aspect. So what's happening in Kabbalah Shabbos and the night of Shabbos? It's the main aliyah of the second portion. The second thing we've been talking about. The Shechina. To be able to comprehend the revelation of the kingdom of Hashem in the world. That's the Shechina. We get an aliyah. We get an ascent. An extra understanding to succeed. To see the revelation of the kingdom of Hashem. And the conduct of Hashem within the world. Okay, footnote, Yud Gimel talks a lot Kabbalistically. We're going to skip all that for now. Okay, therefore, if that's the second thing we can grasp, that what? Hashem's revelation of the Shekhinah. That's the part. So therefore, what's our main avoda of Friday night? Our main avoda of Friday night, Friday night was called Hishtoikikos, yearning, because the light of Hashem is being revealed in the world right now, Friday night. And we, and we have to strengthen our recognition of the essence of Hashem and everything in the creation. And how everything depends only on that. And Hashem gives existence and life to everybody. Now when you have that recognition, it causes you to have an awesome yearning towards Hashem. That we all exist from Hashem. Everything depends on Hashem. And that He is the true inner reality of everything in creation. When we understand that Hashem is giving us light every moment, so our souls, as it were, leave the vanities of this world in which things are concealed 
and he yearns for the source of all existence to cleave to Hashem. That's the Avoda of Friday night. It's excitement, yearning, and energy. Just like if you'd get to meet the person who saved your life. You know, let's say you were uh, in an accident, you went unconscious, and then somebody saved your life. And then when you uh, come back to your consciousness, you ask what happened, they tell you this, and you should know, Mr. So-and-so saved your life. Well, can I see him? No, you're not well enough to see him yet, but Amir Shem, you'll get better, you'll be able to see him. And I can it that day to see the person that saved your life. You're going to be excited to see that person. Probably. I don't know what kind of person that is. What kind of what kind of uh, mitos he has. Why he did it and all that stuff. So Hashem, who's not only saving our life, he's giving us life every moment. And we're going to get a better chance to, so to speak, uh, see, whatever that means, the uh, higher realm of Hashem in the world. We get excited about that. Okay, and that's what Kabbalah Shabbos, the whole Friday night service, is meant to do. Section Bays talks about the virtues of Kabbalah Shabbos. Okay, now this is a very old custom, and it's based in a Gemara and Shabbos, where the Gemara and Shabbos talks about the Tzaddikim, and they would say, Bo'u v'neitze likra Shabbos, let us go out to greet the Shabbos so to speak, to, to greet the, the face of Shabbos, as it were. And when the queen comes, you got to greet her. Because uh, you know, it's not possible when the king comes and brings off great lights and the queen comes and, and reveals herself, that no one's going to pay attention to that. You see, in the olden days, when a king would visit small towns in his kingdom, people would come out to see him. And the truth is, every Jewish heart feels this light that comes into the world and how Hashem expands into everything in the world and how even the trees and the grass and the field and everything is, is, is singing and dancing before Hashem. And that's our service of Friday night. To, uh, to think and to feel how now is being revealed that the entire creation is filled with the light of Hashem. It's all of a tool for Hashem's life. And as we say, the call Hashem and the voice of Hashem with power and glory is revealed within the creation to fill our hearts with amuna and light and simcha to be by the revelation of his honor. And really, in our hearts, we should nullify the entire creation. And to see how everything is only the light of Hashem and there is no other reality but Hashem. And the heart gets excited about this from the great recognition and the comprehension and the lips are on fire, bursting out, singing to Hashem a shir chadash, a new song. And we receive the revelation of the Shekhinah with song and simcha and, and, and you know, tunes. Because that's what we've been waiting all time when am I going to see HaKadosh Baruch So just like we're sure when Mashiach comes, we're going to be excited. So Shabbos is a taste of the world to come. There should be a lot of excitement in this. And now the next section discusses the virtues of doing this in a congregational setting. Well, listen, the Shabbos comes. Really, Kabbalah Shabbos itself 
is not quote-unquote what we call a Dover Shebek Dusha. It's not like Kaddish that needs a minion. Kedusha needs a minion. Certain things you cannot do without a minion. You can't repeat the Shonesser without a minion. People say, well, I don't have to go to Kabbalah Shab. I mean, I have to go to Mincha. I have to go to Marv. But I don't need Kabbalah Shabbos for a minion. I can just maybe, you know, do Kabbalah Shabbos at home on my own. Because after all, the Shekhinah is everywhere. And it's not like there's a specific words that, like Kaddish, that you can only say with a minion. So to dispel this idea... The tzaddik says that we, it's good for us to have Kabbalah Shabbos with a tzibur, with a chabura, and you could be medayik, you could look in the words of the Gemara where it says, bo'u v'netze. Bo'u means we will go. Or better yet, you know, the commandment is that you, you will go. Bo'u v'netze, it's plural. As the Rizal says, it appears, the Rizal says, they were in the city and they gathered together to go out in the fields towards the Shabbos, who was the esteemed guest. Okay, now it's interesting. According to the Arizal, they should, they, he did Kabbalah Shabbos outside the city in the fields. And it wasn't enough just not it wasn't enough for him just to be in the courtyard. It's not that they just went outside in the backyard. They went out into the fields. Now, of course, everything depends on what we can do. And unless you live in a field backyard to you, where some parts in Vaughn, you do have here, right? What? This is not a field. No. Not like a forest. This is just a parking lot. But there are some areas where there are like fields, like real fields, wide open spaces where there's no people. That's the real point, as we'll see in a minute. Okay, so therefore we just have Kavana. We should pretend we're in the fields. You know, we should, uh, I don't know, create some, uh, you know, a lighting system where you, you have, uh, what do you call, holograms of the fields. We just make the, the shoe look like a field and pretend we're out in the fields. Now, what's the idea of going out into the field? But really, this would be an Indian. Remember, it, since it's not really a Dovershevikdusha per se, you don't have to do it in shul. That's an important thing. You don't have to do it in shul. Like davening uh, mincha, you should do it in shul. Marv, you should do it in shul. But really, couple of Shabbos should be out in the fields because that's not a Dovershevikdusha per se. It's an expression of your, you're greeting the king. Now the reason for that that you got to go out of the city because the illumination that's happening now is in an external way. In other words, we're able, we have the power, we receive the power to go out of our routines that we normally do every day naturally and to bring ourselves potentially to a much greater um, understanding of the light of Hashem, meaning from the outside, to, to see how the world is being affected by Hashem. Because right now we're not looking so much at the inside understanding, but what's going on outside. Okay. And therefore that gives us an elevation. Okay. And you want to see how the world is, Mom, is changing. 
Want to go out in the field and see how the trees are dancing? How the birds are singing? The external world is responding to this. Inside a shul, you don't get that kind of a, a feeling. And, of course, mystically, the sada, the field, is hinting to the shechina, that's called also chakal, chakal, tapuchim, the apple orchard, etc., etc. Because when you're bringing yourself to the service of Hashem, you have to feel and elevate yourself and to understand that Hashem is in everything in the world. And when you can feel the whole world and see the truth, that's what's really happening. So therefore, we want to be out in the world, really, out. And to sense how that is all changing. And that's why you see a lot of the words of Kabbalah Shabbos are so poetic in metaphors. Not even metaphors, it's reality that the trees are dancing. Everything is singing. That's you should have that sense. So it'd be a great thing if you could do it. But practically speaking, it's not a good idea unless you, you know, unless your shkuna, your neighborhood, has, has a field. We have a forest. Yeah, so it's so therefore it's not a practical thing to do nowadays, but rather I remember once a long time ago we had a Shabbaton somewhere out I don't remember oh, where up north. So we were diving in one of the rooms, Mincha, and at Kabbalah Shabbos, right when we finished the last part, we opened the door and we went out. Because it was like very Beautiful outside to do that last part of Kabbalah Shabbos. Okay, and so that, that there is that idea for that, but other than that, just think about it, and the thoughts is, is, is just as good. Look out a window, maybe? Yeah, but there's not a lot to see over here. Okay, and this is the secret of Shabbos to appreciate the light of Hashem and to understand and feel that the light it's one thing, one light, but there's different tools to recognize it. And that's the different details of creation. Some details of creation reveal more, some reveal less. So therefore, on the one hand, you have to detail and see the unique unity of Hashem in the entire creation, and especially in every Jew, and to see the light is over here and is over here, but at the end of the day, it's all one light. And you have to see the unifier. What's the unifier of all the light? Remember, the light that goes through the prism and makes all kinds of light, it's that shechina. It's what's making all this happen. Okay, so therefore, Kabbalah Shabbos is the time to reveal the shechina that's happening into each and every individual. But when you're in a group, to show that even though every individual is touched by it, it's still one light. And that's why you want to have a lot of, to see there's more being touched. In other words, it brings a sense of unity to your community. When you're at home alone, okay, so maybe I sense the light. You see 30 guys or Makabal Shabbos, that means Hashem's divine light is being received differently by each person. But it's all one light. All one creator that's connecting us together. That should give us a sense of after seeing this one light affecting and being revealed in so many other people. Now, let's take a look at the Nusach, the liturgy of Kabbalah Shabbos. The Iker Kabbalah Shabbos, as the Arizal says, is to say the one parak of the Tehillim, Mizmor Ledavid. That's right before L'chadodi, when we stand and do Mizmor Ledavid. 
and the line Bowie Kala. The last part of Kabbalah Shabbos. That's the main thing, Bowie Kala. And then we say Mismor Shirli Yoma Shabbos and then Hashem Malach. So that's the main thing. Again, although we say six Psalms before Lechadoti, the main one is Mismor Ledovi. We're going to go through that one shortly. That, that Tehillim, saying the words Bowie Kala, which is the very last line of Kabbalah Shabbos, and the Psalms of Mizmor Shirli Omer Shabbos and Hashem Olach. The custom has been to add other, other, other Psalms and other uh, songs, everyone according to their custom. And many places, you know, they add those six Mizmorim that talk about the praise of Hashem and our yearnings and our praises that we, that all the creatures give Hashem. That's all extra. But really, one of the real essence is just three chapters of Tehillim and Bowie, 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 Bowie uh, Kawa. So let's take a look now in this prayer of Mizmor Ledavid. And what's the Kavana that we should have of Mizmor Ledavid? Okay. So we're going to be basically going through a, a couple lines. If you have a sitter, it's not a bad thing to look at. But uh, we'll, we'll explain it all very clearly. So we're starting with the Amiras Mizmar David has awesome kavanas. And their goal is to elevate us from the falseness of the klipos and to elevate ourselves, to elevate all the worlds, to comprehend divinity, to prepare ourselves to receive the Kedusha and the true light of the Shabbos Kodesh. And he's going to describe two fundamental kavanos that we should have, which is the root of the Jewish soul. So we start with kavana aleph, right in the beginning of Mizmor Ledavid. Uh, yeah. So four times we say the name of Hashem. Yud Kevavke. And we'll see this parallels the four levels that are well known okay now i'm going to skip footnote kuftes although it's not a bad one to do but you know it, it just talks about well haven't we been doing this the whole time talking about the four levels but it basically says you know the more you review things the more you understand things you know just because you ate supper yesterday you're not going to say well i ate supper yesterday i don't have to eat it today right and ideas like that if you learned something yesterday, I learned I learned Parshas Toldos for the last 60 years or so. Why do I got to learn it again? No, you find out new things. So the same way that we repeat certain ideas. So first we say, Havu Lashem B'nai Elim. It's right at the beginning. So, so give to Hashem B'nai Elim, the, the powerful ones. So what do you have in mind with that shame of Hashem? That patterns itself for the Olamasiya, the world of doing down here. You want to get a new light on yourself from the holiness of Shabbos. Remember, the lowest level, the world of Asiya, doing, means to do what Hashem wants, and that's by accepting the yoke of heaven with a complete heart and a desirous soul. That's the first words. I want the light to come into my lower level nefesh in my actions. And he say, Havul Hashem Kavod 
Give to Hashem honor and power. That Hashem name is the next world above, the world of Yitzirah that arouses our soul. That's the level now of Ruach to be able to receive the love and the fear and the vacas of Hashem and to succeed, to feel the reality of Hashem, Mamish, to feel it, to feel an inner connection with a tremendous love and awe like a son asks for a child. And then the third time, you say, Give to Hashem honor to His name. Then we have the third world of Bria, to arouse ourselves, to accept the light that will arouse His mercy, to bring a flow to us, to have an understanding to the point where we can understand the idea of bitol yeshus. We nullify ourselves and a yearning of the soul with a fire to get back to its source. This is something that's coming from our mind. And the fourth one, we say, That's paralleling the world of Atsilus, to mamish, to merit, to receive the light of Bitol, to mamish feel completely, ain od movado, be totally, totally surrendered and, and nullified before Hashem to the infinite light that fills up everything in this world. That's the first thing we should think about, to bring it all into every level or so. And then we continue with the next parts of Kol Hashem. Seven times we say Kol Hashem, the voice of Hashem. And what? why do we say seven times for the seven spheros that we're trying to incorporate a perfection of them inside of us? We say Kol Hashem Alamayim, the voice of Hashem's on the water. We want to receive a new light in terms of the attributes of Hashem, starting with the meat of chesed, of kindness, which is love. And we know that water is the symbol of chesed, love, giving, life. And we should arouse our hearts to elevate to higher levels of loving Hashem, loving the Torah, and loving the Jewish people. And then we move on to the next one. Call Hashem Bakoach, the voice of Hashem in strength. That's the meat of Gvura, which is fear, to strengthen ourselves with the meat of fear. And then call Hashem Bahador, the voice of Hashem in majesty. That is to acquire higher levels of the meat of Tiferes, which is cleaving to Hashem. And then call Hashem Shovarazim, the voice of Hashem that breaks the cedar trees. Power, that's Netzach, that's victory. To be stubborn, to strengthen our stubbornness for Hashem. And then call Hashem Chotzev Lavoseish. The voice of Hashem that is able to uh, to carve out in flames, meaning to say, to receive the attribute of hod, which is humility, to admit the truth that everything comes from Hashem with His great power. And call Hashem Yochil Midbor, the voice of Hashem makes the desert tremble. That's to have a true acquisition of the next meaning of Yesod, foundation, connection where we connect to Hashem with complete emuna and connect the whole Bria to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And finally, call Hashem Yechol Ayelos, the voice of Hashem that causes the deer to fear. He should have the intention of the meat of Malchus, that we want to go on all the meatos now, all six. And when you have, bring it all to the Malchus to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And those things all come out and make themselves connected to Hashem. That your mom is doing everything for Hashem and without any other ulterior motives. And if we have these kavanos, we now merit 
to get higher levels of the light of our of our characteristics of our midos. And you when you and that happens when you're totally nullified for Hashem and all the midos are now beautiful um, tools that are able to receive the light from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And yet there's another one there. There's Hashem Lamabul Yashov. Not Kol, but Hashem Lamabul Yashov. Return to the flood. You should be thinking about how we want to take all, just like the flood destroyed everything, but there was so much that needed to be repaired. We want to take all the souls, all the things that are sunk in the Klipos, and to elevate everything to Hashem that's sunk in the Klipos. These are the two different Kavonos that you should have uh, and that's why we stand and you should be really excited because that's all coming into us now. And then we begin with L'chad Dodi. Again, that is a minog, a custom. Right? Remember, things we do without Hashem commanding us to do them are very precious to Hashem. For example, we know that the words of the rabbis are more precious than the words of the Torah. In what way? The Torah tells us we have, we have no choice. We have to do it. The rabbis add things. Why are you adding this? Because I love Hashem. I want to do even more than I have to. So therefore, when we have a minog, we're showing how much we love Hashem. And therefore, Lechad Odiyaz, as a minog, is doing more than we need to bring in the Shabbos. And what is Lechad It talks about the praises of the Shabbos. And it, it speaks a lot about going out of the darkness. Because now we're going to go out of the darkness of the six days of the week the concealment of the klipos, to the true light of Shabbos Kodesh. And we mention about the Shechina leaving the Golos. We say, Kumi tzi'i, get up and leave from this destruction. And we sing it. Why? Because the Nigun has a great power to influence the arousals of our souls to Hashem. As the Pasuk says, and when the Musician plays what a spirit of God came upon the prophets. And therefore, at the time when we're singing the tunes, besides the words of that, we should reflect and cleave to Hashem according to our abilities because the main thing of all this is to arouse our souls to elevate and cling to the source. And in a lot of places, we see the custom that we uh, start with a niggin to arouse our connection to Hashem, and then you're going to switch the niggin, and then we have a niggin of simcha. In other words, there's music can do a lot of things. Music can, first of all, arouse us to feel close to Hashem, and then you, you move and move on to a niggin now of joy. In other words, what am I meaning to say? In Kabbalah Shabbos, the real way of L'chad is the first six chapters are done in a more somber tune, and the last four in a much joyous, more joyous tune. Because that's the way the life is going on over. Because first you have to do tshuva. You got to get out of the vanities of this world that are stuck to us from the weekdays and arouse our souls to want the light of Hashem. And that comes from, as they say, a heart sick nigga, a heartfelt nigga. That's right, Karbach always was like, People don't like it, it takes a long time. But it's a heartful nigit. Or people have, you know, nigurim from uh, from uh, a wedding. As you go down to the chuppah, usually like, Leif tahor, die, 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 die. That's a heart sick nigit. 
But then what happens after the wedding, after you break the glass, mazel tov, and that's how the next four stanzas should then be full of after the yearning, and you merited to get summer Shabbos. Wow! I feel the extra soul. The light of Shabbos is mamish coming in. Ah, now there's excitement. So that's really the way it should be done. You could speak to Mordechai about that, but of course he doesn't want to. You are muted now. I don't know why I am muted. I didn't do anything to mute myself. But anyway, um, so that's why you can speak to Mordechai. It takes a little bit longer if you make it a slower niggin. you got to find a heart sick niggin that's not so slow. But that is uh, the idea. Okay, it's 2 o'clock. We have to stop, and we'll finish uh, later, Mirza Shem.